Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery. Code Wondery. Welcome to the intro of the Nerdist Podcast, number 289. Uh, we've just launched our brand new show on the Nerdist channel, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, Neil's Puppet Dreams. Uh, every time Neil falls asleep, he dreams in puppets. And... It's on the Nerdist channel, and it's amazing. It's musical. It's puppety. It's Neil Patrick Harris-tastic. So go there, youtube.com slash Nerdist, and then click subscribe so you can see it. It's a, it'll be a weekly show uh, for several weeks. And enjoy! I would like to thank Samsung for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast. The Galaxy Note 2 uh, has a ton of sharing capabilities. Uh, there's S-Beam where you can just tap the back of another S-Beam-enabled device and you can share large files in seconds. There's ShareShot where you can share pictures, uh, 8 megapixel pictures, taken with the Galaxy with other phones up to 200 feet away. There's an S-Pen which basically makes a device like a virtual notepad. And then the screen itself, the Galaxy Note 2, is like a 5.5-inch screen and it's perfectly shaped for 16 by 9 aspect ratios for watching uh, widescreen movies. So, Thank you so much to the Galaxy Note 2 and to Samsung for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast, which is my old friend Maria Bamford. I love Maria Bamford. Maria was on the podcast uh, a couple years ago, and then the first year she came on. And I, I think I've made no secret about the fact that Maria is um, one of my favorite comedians of all time. I mean, like... I, I if you've if you've never I mean if you listen to this podcast you've probably seen Bamford uh, like if you saw her comedians of comedy or if you followed her anywhere else but I think she is one of the most original uh, minds in comedy and uh, I adore her and I hadn't talked to her for a long time and I was like I wonder where Maria is I I had no idea what <laughs> what she had gone through um, but she had sort of dropped off for a while and it, it all kind of came out in this podcast and uh, number one I'm a shitty friend because I didn't know any of this uh, but number two I'm 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 thoroughly impressed and amazed that she got through everything uh, the way that she did and I think it's so it's kind of a it's kind of hopeful in the end, uh, but anyway, I, I just adore this woman, and and please check out Maria's comedy if you haven't. And uh, here we go, the Nurse Podcast number two eighty nine with Maria Bamford. Oh, I should mention that she uh, has a new comedy special coming up soon, but she talks about it in the in the podcast, so you'll 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 find out all about it. All right, I love you guys. Now entering nerdist.com. I'm a 
turkey, baby. <laughs> My fucking birthday's is down around Thanksgiving. Every year. Every year, it's always the... Even when I was a kid, I would have the, uh, yay, it's my birthday, everyone's gone, because it's a holiday, <laughs> and it turns out my birthday is not the most important thing this week. <laughs> Damn you, Thanksgiving! Oh, I am not grateful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not grateful that I was born around this holiday. Yeah. I think it's unfair. I think our pilgrim forefathers would agree. Yeah. That is not cool. <laughs> it's not cool at all. Anyway, Anyways, well, I, yeah, are you guys gonna go? Are you gonna? Do they have sea lions up there in Santa Barbara? I, I don't. I'm sure they're. <laughs> yes, I'm fantasizing about your trip already. <laughs> <laughs> there are sea lions who carry you out to sea to be blessed by a sorcerer whale. You drink from this magic fluid that comes from his enchanted blowhole. <gasps> it's wild. <laughs> It's wonderful. so great. And Santa Barbara herself. <laughs> yes, Alexandra. It's it? a, yeah, it's a, a Christmassy lesbian woman. <laughs> She's like, you know. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, now, are we, uh, what should I, are we recording now or how do I? No, this is happening already. Oh, it's Bedford. already happening. Yeah. Jonah oh, is. Jonah's very ill. He's not been able to get out of bed all day. He and and not in a he's lazy way. He's very sick. And Matt Myra's shooting some of the last strands of Attack of the Show forever. So uh, so it's just the two of us today. I hope that's okay. No, it's totally fine. And Jonah, uh, is he have a caretaker or somewhere nearby to help him? He's like an old mansion. He has a caretaker <laughs> and a, no groundskeeper though. If you've seen him, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> yes, his girl, his uh, his uh, fiance Deanna is taking oh, care of him. Fiance, I know delightful. they're going to make the sacrament with the Lord. Oh. Well, it's just a piece of paper in the party, <laughs> but it's pretty awesome. No, it's it's a, it's a delightful. Uh, I yes, I. Yes, I only wish the best for them. Are they registered anywhere that I can forget? Uh, probably at Amoeba. <laughs> <laughs> probably at Amoeba and uh, Urban Outfitters. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. We just want some fuzzy pink pillows. I just Looks want like some. Monsters. I just want a Rascals box set and a flannel shirt <laughs> and some glass, some old timey glasses. Oh. Not too old timey. No. Like Mad Men old timey. No. Not like uh, Teddy Roosevelt, old timey. No, not that, not that much. A particular uh, picture of time, which yeah, you'd want to, you could be Mad Men, but it would have to be the uh, <laughs> other part where the people who were Jack Kerouac glasses. Those ones, yeah, yeah. Brett Bamford, I, it's yeah. so nice to actually be able to catch up with you yes, because I, we have not spoken in ages. Everybody's so busy, which means what? everyone's very successful. <laughs> you know? Or we're just keeping ourselves busy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah that's uh, <laughs> Feeling some deep chasm. Oh, that could be. Every morning, gotta wake point. up, gotta fill the hole, gotta fill yeah. the hole, gotta cover the hole, gotta fill the hole, fill the hole, cover the hole. <laughs> Here we go, filling the hole, filling the hole, filling the hole, gotta sleep. And it's time to fill the hole again. Fill the hole, fill the hole, fill the hole. Coffee in the hole. <laughs> Put some coffee in the hole. Some video games will be fun in that hole. Not enough video games. I'm just a landfill. I'm a landfill of distraction. 
If only, yeah, if only we could do something with the trash and use it to fill our spiritual holes. <laughs> to recycle. I'm looking to fill my spiritual hole. Do you have any recommendations? <laughs> I love your bit about, I love your bit so much about, that sounds like church. Where yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but it, um, I know a lot of things sound like, well, church, the churches have such great marketing now, you know, that they're, uh, more like self-help gurus like Dale Carnegie, you right. know, sort of like, you can win in life. And it's like, where does it say that in the Bible? <laughs> I thought it was all about giving all your stuff away and not telling anybody about it. But it turns out it's about knowing that God wants you to have that house. <laughs> you, you deserve that because God loves you, especially when you... You take care of yourself um, and get highlights regularly. And <laughs> wait a minute, where's that? In the that sounds like Hollywood scripture? church. Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that actor church? That sounds like actor church. <laughs> Which is totally. I mean, I totally end up. I realize my my hair keeps getting blonder and blonder. It's like what's happening that I've completely lost. I mean, I've completely sold out on my original uh, vision. Uh, but I'm redecorating my house in shades of gray. What? <laughs> How many? 50? <laughs> 50 shades of gray. No, the actual ethical. Uh, <laughs> I'm putting, a, I'm putting a torture fuck chamber where the guest room was. Is that... Have you read that book? No. Yeah, okay, good for you. No. I tried it. Jackie Cation, who is a comedian friend of mine. Jackie Cation? She brings uh, romance novels on the road, and sometimes I will... Uh, Look at them, and uh, yeah, they are offensive. <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> offensive. They're, you know, it's it's not real, Jackie. Okay, that's not really happening. Guys aren't wearing kilts. A young woman just wants to be dominated. That's all she wants. <laughs> yeah. She just wants to find the right tiger to come along and pin her down. Like, I what is happening? Abusive and terrifying, but with a gentle streak. <laughs> Wait a minute. I want to get negged and then hugged. <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure because when I um, when I went home to visit my dad over the summer, my stepmom in front of my stepsisters, like somehow Fifty Shades of Grey, they're like, we're reading this book, Fifty Shades of Grey, and they all got br- beat red, like As they should, like it was dirty, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and uh, and I and I knew, and no no offense to them, but I knew that if. If they loved it so much and they turned beet red, that I'd probably be like, "This may not be for me. I don't yeah. know if this is. I don't know if this book's going to be for me." I, did, I I have not read it, so I probably should not say anything uh, about it. Very sweet Southern moms are going crazy over it. Okay, so yeah, I've heard it's about domination. I mean, I guess I I don't know. I just uh, I I feel like I. I, I, I you get a, a lot of that in real life. Um, <laughs> the entertainment business shut is a up, very stupid cunt before I snap your neck in half. <laughs> oh, entertainment business! Hey, inter- I'm domed by the entertainment <laughs> business constantly. It is my, it is my uh, uh, gray torture chamber. Sometimes, yeah. for the longest time, is 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 the entertainment, entertainment business. Entertainment business, which is in its. It's a delight, but it is not unlike a parent that is never satisfied. <laughs> except, except it's like, I'm, okay, I'm being pinned down, I'm being <laughs> fucked. Where's the orgasm part? Where's the release? <laughs> when does that part happen? Well, that's when you. I, I have I have a new joke premise where, I, of course, once you say that, then it's um, I lose confidence in it. Anyways, it's that <laughs> relationships are just like stand up. The or that I've realized that I need to put the same kind of. Uh, acceptance and 
unyielding effort that I have towards show business. You know, because I mean, there have been weeks where I've been in Laughlin, Nevada with blood on the wall. And, <laughs> and I've questioned, you know, what I'm doing. Will I allow that uh, discomfort in a relationship for any short, you know, short period of time? No. Sure. No. So I'm trying to, you know, just kind of trying to suck it up more um, in relationships. Like, why, you know, what is the equivalent of an open mic for a relationship? It's probably, you know, the first six dates. Yeah. You know, because people, like, when people ask, you know, how do you do stand up? You're like, you just do it. You yeah. know, but it don't, you have to sit there for six hours. Nobody's listening. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's the whole thing. <laughs> and you're constantly in the first six dates. You're trying out material, yeah, yeah. trying to make it connect. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Then you go back and focus on the stuff that does. It's not necessarily easy. But then 40 years later, you're on a cruise with your sweet pea who knows all, everything about you and says, uh, you know, and people are like, how'd you guys do it? Inertia. And that's what stand-up has been. Like, how'd you, get, how'd you do it? Well, I Stay applied to several uh, graduate schools, and there was no response. So I <laughs> seems like seems like this is good. And the equivalent of a cruise is me doing flappers in Claremont this weekend. This weekend, flappers it's, in Claremont. That's so funny. I love. So if you were, so if you went on a date with a guy named Laughlin. Yeah. And you went to his apartment, oh and there was blood, blood on, on the, the walls, wall. and uh, and general <laughs> silence when you exposed your deepest thoughts. Yeah. Would you continue to date that guy, or would you be like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow night for two more times? Well, just say, I'd say maybe this is good for me to just develop and stand in my own in my own personality. Like, go, it's okay if he hates me. <laughs> you know, it's okay if he doesn't like me. We'll just see how it goes. It's two weeks. What's two weeks in my life? Right. Um, and eventually, yeah, maybe you start saying no to gigs in Laughlin, or or you don't. <laughs> um, either way, I think I think I need to be a little less precious about. Um, yeah, I just I, 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 it gave me hope thinking about that. Like, oh, if I put the same kind of uh, you know e- effort, um, <laughs> be willing to get myself hurt. Uh, because you know, put you put up with so many things in entertainment, you know, or or it's stand up or being yelled at or whatever, and it's like, it's like, you know, I'm not, I don't want to get together with a guy who's like, uh, hey, babe, I just want to let you know. I would never hit you because you're going to be getting a beat down uh, right quick. Race for impact. Papa's coming home. Um, but that's weird. I don't remember asking if you were going to hit me. So why would you just bring it up? It needs to be brought up. I think there might be something coming my way. I'm never going to cut you if that's what you're worried about. I wasn't even thinking about that. We were just, I said, do you want to watch Wheel of Fortune? And then you said cutting. I don't know. Oh, uh, sometimes I get arrested because I don't like ice in my drinks. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome! I cry at everything. Let's help each other. Let's make a baby. <laughs> Let's make a knife, baby. No, these are these are uh, bits from my act. I should uh, try to be more uh, creative in the moment. Hey, <laughs> I don't uh, give a shit. I love your act. I, listen, <laughs> if you just came on the podcast and just did your act, I would be f- thrilled. Well. You're Thanks, you, Chris, very supportive. I adore you. You're yeah. one of my favorite comics. And, and and I'm bummed that I don't get to, you know, I feel like there was a period of time where we used to do a lot of shows I together. Know. I have not yeah. seen you in ages. And, and I, of course, that's largely my fault because I'm not, I'm, I don't perform in L.A. much anymore. Right. No, and I don't, I don't either. Like, I feel like, well, I think, 
your priority or my priorities have definitely changed where I go, okay, I just want to earn, earn some money out of, out of town. And then when I come home, I go, I'd like to develop new material, but I don't, I'd rather go to an open mic or someplace really low pressure rather yeah. than UCB. I mean, UCB, I, I, I love, I love it there, but sometimes my ego wants me to do really well. Well, of course. And it's like, yeah, I don't develop new material that way. Right, right. <laughs> of course. Afraid of. Well, that's um, going away, though. Scott's not doing Bang Bang anymore. He's not. No, it's ending um, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, well, then. Now you just have uh, Meltdown. Now I just have Meltdown. And you have Tiger Lily. But Tiger, Tiger, well, yeah, and, and I don't, and the, it's probably, I mean, I know what's all in my head and that uh, I could do more L.A. But I, you know what I love is I love that the Comedy Bureau website. Yeah. Uh, is that not a delight? Uh, r- r- operated by that kid named Jake. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it shows you all the open mics and book shows every single day. It's a fresh read and it's free. And then you can contact the bookers from there. Anyways, that's what I enjoy doing is I like performing the night of. Yeah. Uh, go to some place. You know, I don't know, uh, the basement of a Chinese restaurant. Uh, <laughs> no one is paying attention. You, it's funny you say the basement because there was the um, the one in Silver Lake on Hillhurst. It's the upstairs from the um, Golden Palace. Oh, it is, is still it there. It is yeah. uh, twice a week, I think. Yeah, I was. I did. I did some sets there, getting ready for. I performed everywhere when I was getting ready for the special, and and that that was. It's so funny because you. It's hard not to have in the back of your head because it's sort of a loft. Right. Like right. oh, all of my. I just said the word cock, and it just bled over into people's <laughs> lo mein. <laughs> like, it just <laughs> fell over the railing into some g- egg drop soup. Yeah, so you know, because it is kind bad. of an elegant restaurant. Like, the people downstairs are very elegant, and there's a bar, and it's very polite. I do I do feel like I want to order something when I get there. <laughs> just, um, yes, um, we would like the, uh, we'll have some soup, and then the Chinese chicken that. Sa- so my boyfriend wants to have butt sex yeah, 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 all the time. Yeah. Oh no! What's Wait happening? a minute. No more. We. I love comedy, <laughs> but not that kind. of Comedy. Um, It'll sneak up on you. It will. Sometimes it frightens you. I was at a, a soul food restaurant downtown. I think it's Nella's. Okay, I don't know. And this one. people were having a delightful dinner of soul food. Uh, uh, you know, beautiful meals, beautiful tables, full of people, um, having special moments. Um, wanting the dinner to last. So you're saying that they were they were very ready for a comedy show. <laughs> well, let's just say <laughs> uh, when there was started to be feedback in the speakers, uh, they thought, "What a relief!" Because uh, we were connecting as friends and family. And here's some soul sucking. For your soul food, yeah, and not only, not only, it's a mostly black clientele, and it's going to be white hipsters going up and <laughs> telling their story, which uh, I'm sure is uh, entertaining. Yeah, I mean, it, I, 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 anyways, I, I just, you know, maybe it's 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 good that I mean it is good that it's happening that there's um there's some limit to people's freedoms, um, you know, to have a good meal in a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, you're done now. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Life is so happy here in Los Angeles. You've got to have some limits. Are you touring a lot? Are you going out with Jackie a lot? Uh, 
I, I usually do, I go out like twice or three times a, a month and I'll do like middle of the week dates or, one, you know, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday type of deal. And it's just great because it's people who come out to see me uh, and or, or something, or at least they're out on a Wednesday. So they've thought about it and thought, do I want to, it's Wednesday. And at least they're willing to risk something. Whereas Friday or Saturday, people are less, they're mad. <laughs> and they got free tickets. <laughs> they're mad because, I got these free tickets and I'm just so mad about it. I just have to go Stupid. and be mad at the show. I'm so mad. Why is comedy so not funny in the way that I like it to be funny? <laughs> um, Why can't sing? they make jokes about my office? Why yeah. can't they make jokes about my Aunt Nan? <laughs> my- well, and I, I totally really because there is a sales job going where it's like I, when you call the cl- clubs and they go, oh, it's somebody really funny this weekend, you know, and it's like because they kind of want to get people in there. Sure. But then it can be a terrible disappointment for both parties. Well, it, it it's also, you know, people, some people just have an idea that comedy is just this one thing yes. that they can go, you know, it's like. It's like cheese, you know. Yeah, cheese. Oh, cheese. Oh, I I know cheese. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like it. And, and then you go to the then you actually go to the cheese section at a store. Oh, there's a lot of different kinds of cheeses, Ooh. and some of it's stinky, and some of it's crumbly. Yeah. And uh, some of it's Swiss. And then you're like, maybe I don't like cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought I. Yep. That is God. That is so true. We're in the cheese business. <laughs> We're in the cheese business. We're in a little bit in the cheese business on a lot of levels. Um, Selling cheese. Can I uh, can I tell you about my thing that I wanted to promote, which is my special, special, special? Do you do you a comedy special? Comedy special. It's, it, what, no, your special. How did you plan? But first, let me ask. How did oh. you? But do your special. How did? H- you? How did I do it? Yes. Um, well, I I found out that I was doing it in December of last year, awesome. and then I shot it in February, <gasps> and then um, and so just had like six weeks really to like. We're gonna pull this shit together, <laughs> you know? and then uh, and it was fun. It was fun. It reminded me of why I love comedy because I was performing constantly and yeah. trying bits, and and they weren't working, and then reworking them and fitting them in and looking at the, you know, like I would love to see the I'd love to see the musical montage of that six weeks, of like da, 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 writing bits and making bits and putting them together, um, and it was really fun, and I had a great time, and I and I and I I loved doing it, and and I was very happy with it. What was, was your? Was it experience? in a theater? Or it was. It? it was shot in New York. Okay, sweet. Oh, at awesome. At the uh, it was shot in New York at the um, Skirball Center. Oh, the Skirball. Yeah, you've done yeah, you've done it. Lovely. Yeah, such a nice space. Yeah, and uh, it was good. It was I had a great time. What? How about yours? Uh. And did was it? I'd have to ask you. Yep. Was it distributed by? It was Comedy Central. Comedy Central. Sweet, yes. sweet. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and I, I. Well, I like the Louis C.K. did the direct download to mm-hmm. fans, so I just did a version of that. Except I thought, I, I don't. I was a little bit nervous about having a giant crowd. I mean, and whether I could get a giant crowd, and so I thought, just go to the source, which is my parents. So yep. it's just me. Uh, performing my one-hour special for my parents. <laughs> <laughs> There's a keyboard player. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> does your mother, uh, does she talk back to you during the show? She does talk to you with the interviewer afterwards, but there's not, it's not a t- and they just have, a, they're having a good time. I mean, they had some critiques afterwards, um, <laughs> obviously, but I know. What, is, I, what did your mom say about it? Um, well, she said, um, she, oh, she said that one of my jokes was kind of mean and that she thought I should, you know, that it's just, it wasn't nice. Are you, did you, you could, do, did you do your material about your parents to your yes, parents? yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> With your dad laughing. and Yeah, the... yeah, yeah. And I did, uh, I have my most favorite bits right now are all about suicide. And I served pizza before I began that chunk, you know, so they could have something to stuff down the hole. That's In case they felt, you know, overwhelmed. They were lovely. I mean, they were also paid. Did you do this? You bet to pay them. Yeah. Did you do this in Minnesota? No, no. I did it. I I wish I had done it at their house. That would have been super fun. But I did it at my own house. Oh, you did it at your I, place. In, uh, yeah, my living room. Jackie Cation opened. She warmed up the crowd. And, so uh, fantastic. And yeah, and the crew kind of sits with my parents because there's no room. Right. It's a really small living room. So, Is it um, the same house that you've been in for a while? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. love your house. Yeah. Your house oh, is great. Thanks. Oh. So, yeah, so it was, it was, it was, it was fun. I, I mean, I hope, it, yeah, I mean, it was, it was really fun to do it. You know, when you have like a bunch of material and you just want to get it out. Yeah. Like just be like, okay, this is recorded or done somewhere and, and now I'll start anew. Yeah. That's that's was a nice part. So. How long had this stuff been brewing? Five years. Five years, yeah. Yeah. So you were excited to just uh, yeah. I, just I, let was, her go. I was I was I was too. There are some jokes where you go, if I have to fuck if I fucking say this joke out loud one more time, yeah. the universe is going to strike back in some way yeah. to stuff it back in my <laughs> stupid face. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot take myself. Yeah, can't say it anymore. And then. Do you find that people like your older material better than their, your newer material? Well, um, I think a lot of it, I think, has to do with um, what you're comfortable with. And I think what's interesting about material is that it has this weird shelf life that is not necessarily temporal as much as it is sort of, I don't know how else to say it. It's almost like spiritual for you in the sense that when you're excited about it yeah. and it feels organic and, yeah. you, you know... Because I I know, I know I've had jokes before that used to kill, right, right, and then after a while some of some of the magic stops, and you, right. and then it's like oh I think maybe this just isn't natural for me anymore, and that was more representative of that time, right, right. That's yeah, yeah. That's that's true. But then there's somewhere I. They're like crowd pleasers, and I always hate myself when I go. No, you shouldn't feel bad about oh, that. Oh no! No, you shouldn't feel bad about that because I think it should be a nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are fine because I think it's a balance, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's if you want to try new stuff, I think it's okay to throw a couple crowd pleasers to sort of like grease the grease yeah. the grill. Yeah, yeah, and it, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and it's all it's so self involved. I mean, people are just coming to see a show. Like it's like I remember. It's like whenever I go see a show, I'm just like, "What's the show?" <laughs> so, what are your crowd <laughs> like, pleasers? What, what, what are your crowd pleasers? Uh, you think? Well, the current ones, which are probably running on seven years old now oh no <laughs> um and sometimes people make little request ones which makes you feel good like you know uh they like s- secretarial ones that i had from uh, about 
10 to 15 years ago. Danette? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, they like, uh, yeah, the co-worker. And then, um, yeah, so I do one about um, love songs and relationships. It's, you know, cause it, and, you know, uh, saw my last album. Love songs on the coast with Delilah. Where are you calling from tonight? What are your requests and dedications? What's your name? What's your, where are you calling from? Hi, Amy calling in from Tustin, Arizona. What's going on with you tonight, Amy? So you and Matt broke up. That's hard. That's tough. What do you want to say to Matt tonight? We'll play that for you. That's Penny Lover by Lionel Richie. It's, it's a, I, I'm very proud of that joke, but I, I need to move on. I need to move on. I also like the lady comic joke. Yeah. Which... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's an older one, too. Yeah. The yes. I'm a husk. I'm a husk. I can't feel my hands. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so do you feel like your material now is more personal, or where, where, where are you? Well, the one, well, the ones I just recorded were about, um, uh, yeah, we're uh, yeah some, yeah some half half personal half not and uh, but the the stuff that I was super excited was about um, suicide mm-hmm. and uh, just that mental illness like the seven thousand U.S. veterans die of suicide every year which is funny because you think they die over there but they come home <laughs> everyone's all oh. oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, I thought it must be funny because nobody was taking it seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, so I get, I get yeah, because I have had some experience with my family and um, with myself, and so I got real, uh, real, very passionate about that topic because the whole thing of Los Angeles that you have, I, I have some spiritual. Uh, I mean, self-righteous uh, friends. Wait a minute. <laughs> By me saying someone's self-righteous, isn't that self-righteous? Wait a minute. We're all in our own soapboxes, Maria. <laughs> like when I, I had to, I had to go into the psych ward, as you do. Sometimes you need to wrap a blanket around your meats and cheeses, put a little feed bag of microwave popcorn around your neck, and take yourself to Lost at Sea Hospital because <laughs> the Coast Guard is there, is there, and you are lost at sea. And there you will walk around a cement courtyard with a schizophrenic man with no teeth and no pants. And keep saying things like, it gets better. <laughs> I do not believe you, but you're very sweet. And, yeah. Did you go to the hospital? Yeah, yeah. I went about three, three four times. Like, I don't know what happened. You know, it, it runs in my family. I turned 40 or something. I don't know. I had some brain things going on where I just could not get out of it. Like, I, I was planning to kill myself. No! Yes, I know. Is, well, this, is this what? Is this all the all the, the suicide material? Is yeah, it, is yeah, it yeah, your yeah, brain yeah. trying to express that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't yeah. you fucking kill yourself. No, I'll be no, so I, mad no, at I you. won't. Okay, well, good. That's, that is the funniest thing, is that people are so mad. People will be so mad at you. And it is genuinely an illness. Like, your brain is is just screwed up. It's sick. It's not like a it's not like a personal choice, like, oh, I'm I'm mad at the world. It's like, it is unbearable, you know? And I think that's what, or at least I felt like people didn't understand, you know, people with PTSD, like, it is a living, like, it's not just depression, you know? It's not just like, oh, I f- feel hopeless or something like that. It is literally physically and brain-wise, like, unbearable and that that was you know like I, I think that's at least I assume that's why people kill themselves it's not out of like 
I mean, maybe somebody does it out of circumstance. Um, and I, I try to write a joke about, you know, like, uh, you know, oh, but I'm a waste of space and I'm a burden. Remember, that also describes the Grand Canyon. Uh, but I owe people a lot of money and everybody hates me. Hello, Europe. Oh, but I killed someone. So have onion rings, firecrackers, who gives a shit? Oh, but I've done some other horrible, unspeakable, unforgivable thing. There are 19 billion of us now. Google it. Somebody has done exactly what you have done or worse, has gotten past it and is currently on a book tour. You're never alone. Um, How did you – I mean, first of all, I, I'm very pleased that somewhere you had the presence of mind to ch- to go get help, whereas I feel like uh, a lot of people, people wouldn't. wouldn't do it. Well, and that's the hilarious thing. My mom's a therapist. I live in Los Angeles, one of the grooviest places in the world in terms of mental health acceptance. And I was like, oof. I, I I got this, you know. I'll take care of it. Like I'll, you. Know, I would rather kill myself than go into a psychiatric facility. Jesus. And I think a lot of people, at least faced with that question, that's what my answer was. Was like, and then I was like, well, you know, I, I did. You know, I, I obviously didn't want to do that to family and friends because I am beloved. Um, but yeah, I thought, well, this worst case scenario, I'll hope. You know, I'll I'll go in and. Um, you know, if that doesn't work or whatever, and 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 they don't really knock you out. Like it's not like I think it, in <laughs> you know for uh, to be in the psych ward. It's just so you don't hurt yourself. You know, sure. it's basically you take away your shoelaces and anything sharp and uh, and but it is kind of a place to be safe. You know, and that's what I needed was like place so. My, because fr- I, I didn't want my friends and family to feel like they had to watch me, which is what you have to do because your brain's going off the, you know, you, you keep having a repetitively shit idea. Again, this is material. Uh, oh, I think I should kill myself. Oh, you know what? I gotta kill myself. Oh, I think I'm. And then I realized, wait a minute, I've had a lot of repetitively shit ideas. I've often thought it'd be a great idea to buy ba- day old raisin bread in bulk, and freeze it. Now I'm not gonna follow through on that. I've also thought many times it'd be a great idea to go on vacation with my family. They are my mortal enemies. I will fight them to the very last. We're just going to Michigan and going camping. I will not be dashed upon the rocks by your siren song. (laughs) I I love the idea that you, (laughs) that's almost a weird, it's almost a weird place to be where you go, I think I should kill myself, but wait a minute. I have so many dumb ideas. That's probably a dumb idea too. That it's just like it's just <laughs> where it's almost like a lo- it's almost like low self esteem battling <laughs> yeah, the. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love you to pieces, and I I I I, I am so. I, what happened to finally make you get? Well, I guess I guess now now that we're sort of talking real stuff, yeah, and, yeah. and and this is the one thing that I always love about your material is that as as sort of cartoony as it can be, there is a very uh, dense layer of like this is real like if you really peel back the silliness it's like no this is fu- some fucking real sh- shit that is yeah. being dealt with yeah I, that's what i like to think <laughs> i like to think that too chris <laughs> um, <laughs> but well and all that material is thought of in retrospect like i was in outpatient treatment for almost a year like i had really like my brain really went off the rails like i couldn't perform what did it feel like it just felt um and, and that, I think, was the super disturbing part is that I feel a lot of pride in my brain, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I feel a lot of, like, um, you know, like, that I'm fast and smart. And 
and a lot of psychiatric medications, especially if they're taking one thing, the first one they put me on was a mood stabilizer thing. And one of the side effects was that you have cognitive problems. So I started going on stage and not being able to say words. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, it was like insane. And so in, anyways, yeah, like any illness, people will tell you, you know, some of the side effects are worse sometimes than the condition. But it, yeah, it took just a long time. And I think also accepting accepting that it was happening, that it wasn't like something that was going to blow over, that I had to take time off and well, t- take care of it. That's, you know? what's, that's what's sort of hard because <clears throat> from your own perspective, when you're living, when you're experiencing your life, you, it's, it's hard sometimes to realize that you're in the middle of something because it just sort of slides. It's the same thing with like alcoholism where it's yeah, like yeah. you sort of feel, I guess when you look back and you go, oh, I guess it was a gradual descent. But <laughs> yeah, from right. your point of view, it's just like all of a sudden you're in this thing. But then you're not sure, or it's like any bad relationship yeah, yeah, no, where you're no, like, no. I know we fight all the time, and <laughs> I know that person tried to stab me, but I, it's probably not, you know. No. <clears throat> so what, so what advice friends, would you give to people? What would you, what you going to say? My friends have tried to intervene, but, you know, that fifth person, you know, <laughs> you don't know what they're talking <laughs> well, about. Well, what is the, when do you decide to go, okay, well, this is obviously not just generic I'm I'm down in the doldrums. This is like a real issue that I should take care of. Well, I think it's like it. I mean, sort of like addiction. Like unless it's bumming you out, uh, you know. I'm not, unless it's like if my mental illness, my depression or whatever, is kind of working for me, which I was kind of agitated and kind of wor- you know didn't need to sleep and stuff. So awesome, you right. know, like awesome. Then it's going to be, you know, it's going to be great. And then, um, but yeah, and, and there's so many beautiful memoirs and stuff that people have written. There's one by Maria Hornbacher. Um, uh, I mean, it's this funny, funny title called Madness, which is it's so beautifully written about, you know, just that gradual acceptance of either you have to have some acceptance about the situation, otherwise it will not get better. Sure. You know, otherwise I'm going to. Like I, I tried to keep working. I was changing medications, and that ended up with me. I went to Chicago to do four shows, and I was walking. I before the shows, I was like, okay, 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 okay. I couldn't think. I could, and I, I can't really explain what it was like, but it was like I could not think of anything. I like my brain wasn't together, and um, so eventually, I started walking just to try to calm myself down by the time you somehow I ended up I lost all my identification it was bleeding and I and I was like I called my mom from the hotel and I'm like oh and she's like honey get to the airport get go to Delta tell them your gold medallion and tell them about your website (laughs) and so it came to pass uh and uh I got a first class ticket home to LA (laughs) are you serious yeah 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 uh it turns out well and also I'm a white blonde lady uh and I was I was shivering and bleeding and so I think they'd kind of want to get you out of the way sure uh I, you know, I don't think I was... Just a travel tip for you frequent travelers yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah. Looking to get an upgrade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kind of look a bit distraught. And so you just you skipped the shows and just came home and there was nothing... I mean, it was 
because I mean, I was trying to keep working, like to go, okay, you know, just suck it up and do the, do, do the job. You can just say the words, right? But then I, I wasn't able to say the words, you know, I wasn't able to think or say the words. And like, I had some problems. I remember I did a show at Largo and was just devastated. Like I, I used the wrong word as a punchline, like instead of relevant, I used like, not elevator, but something a little off and like it didn't make any sense at all. And I was just like, and, and I think the whole brain, I have a lot of pride about it. Like, oh, you know, uh, and it's the one thing that's ill. So it's telling me shit that's that's totally not helpful, you know, but that's the thing that's trying to figure out how to how to fix it and it's not working very well anyways so so what happened in the hospital when you were when you were there um it was awesome i mean in terms of it was no it's horrible i mean it was, oh, okay. it's horrible it's horrible it's a uh, like a holding tank it's uh it's not it's not nice it's not nice or pleasant i mean um I, i'm sure there are some nice ones you can go to if you have twenty thousand dollars a month or something sure but uh but it was safe you know it's just like that feeling of like Safety that I'm not gonna hurt myself. They'll catch you. Yeah, they'll. Yeah, yeah. They, I, I, you know, I wouldn't be able to do it. And then, and and that was good, just to have some place to be. And I went in like three times because I had kept having problems with uh, medications, just having, you know, and and then with the depression and just feeling like I, I, you just feel like very distraught. And were they um, basically just throw? I mean, because obviously. You know, everyone's brain chemistry is a little different. Right, right. So are they just throwing medical, like, well, try this. Fuck, that didn't work. Try this. Oh. I mean, maybe it's not as bad as it was. You know, like, my mom is on, uh, there's manic depression in my family. So and my mom has been hypomanic before, which isn't the, yeah, where she's just gotten kind of agitated, mm-hmm. you know, and wanted to call the Pope a bunch of times. Sure. Which... I, I like that mania is always in the realm of possibility. Like, yeah, somebody should call the Pope. Give that guy a jingle jangle. You know? I mean, just tell him what's what. You know? <laughs> um, and, and she called my ma- or my manager saying that I was in danger and that, you know, I needed to be taken off the internet. And, you know, fair, actually, not not too far off. No. I do feel like... <laughs> Sometimes you do want to get vulnerable. off what off the internet. <laughs> So, but it, so I got on the same medication that my mom does well on. They say, say that that sometimes that can work, and and I didn't want to. You know, I was just like, this is so stupid. I'm just depressed. You know, because I kind of depression seems more acceptable to me. So, know? at what point, just would you tell people some signs of like, okay, this is not just run of the mill. Like, you get get help. If yeah, I mean, if you're. Th- it, if you're thinking of suicide at all, right. like on a regular basis, um, and and I know there's a type of suicidal ideation that I mean I did that ever since I was a kid, sort of a fantasy of like, like oh I could just leave everything behind, and you know I think at some level I may have that my whole life, <laughs> just like it's just a weird coping thing, but yeah if you if you're feeling bad I mean I don't think there's any time that it isn't a bad time to do it you know because if you feel bad um sometimes it's nice it's a good idea to power down before you hurt yourself like because I was starting to because of the unbearability factor I was like and they did give me meds and I was like 
well, maybe I'll just take one of these now, you know, because my brain, I was just like, maybe I should take an Ambien now. Right. And, you know, I was falling asleep in front of friends, you know, and it was like, I was not making the best decisions, you know, so I, th- I don't know. I don't know if I would have gotten earlier, but I did not want to go in. I did not want to, but I was just sort of like, um, yeah, I thought, uh, I was trying to do what I think, you know, I would tell somebody else to do. What do you, what do you do? What do you do all day in the hospital? Do you, do you sit there? It's, you just sit there. It's just, there's, you can walk around. Sometimes there's a, like, there's not a lot of money in mental health. It's no breast cancer awareness. You know, there aren't pink ribbons and people in scrubs covered in teddy bears. Um, Because it's, it's, some of it is really, I think it's, it's very, painful. A lot of people have been abandoned by their families. The schizophrenia is so frustrating um, and difficult to to treat. And and there isn't a lot of money in it. So it's it's really a dra- drag. It's not a nice environment. It's like there's a big screen TV with ultimate fighting playing. And oh my God. I mean, it's just, it's super depressing. <laughs> uh, and, at, and at that, but also the great thing about it is that you don't have to pretend anymore. Like you don't have to like go, <laughs> everything's fine, <laughs> you know, like, or, you know, be talking uh, talking to people at work or, you know, talking to anybody who's like wants you to keep it together. Right. You know, because I even had some friends. Yeah, because it's weird because I felt really uncomfortable. My mom, my mom was in a manic episode. I did not want to talk to her. It was really a bummer. You know, I did. It was scary. And and I had, you know, a lot of friends who were just like, oh, Jesus, you know, come back, Maria. You know, where have you got, you know? And so it was nice to just be in some place where, I mean, not that my friends don't love me, which they do, but um, but I had some of that spiritual element of Los Angeles come visit me and say, this place is just really negative energy. You've got to get out of here. <laughs> That's what I said, but I was fifty-one, fiftied, right? It's like the cops came, so I was like, I guess I have to stay here, and then they took away all my stuff. You know what? Go up to Ojai, right? Like jump off a cliff, <laughs> no. right? Or like, you no. know, in a cold body of water where I slowly disappear. That's what I, you know, I just feel like this is the story you're telling yourself. You know, oh, this is the way no. you want it to be. I mean, my spiritual no. advisor just said, maybe you want to move on to the next world. Okay, you're horrible. <laughs> and please come visit me tomorrow. And you're horrible. Why don't you bring oh, that my. little ray of sunshine over to the children's hospital? You wouldn't have to make a wish if you believed. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know, which I, I just find that so <laughs> sickening. I mean, I just think that's no different than Christianity. or And there's some element of truth in that. Like, I think a lot of things were coming to fruition in my life. There's lots of stress and stuff. But at the same time, you've got, you know, like with the, the soldiers who have been, you know, they've generally been through some trauma. It's not like, suck it up and take it. It's like, no, their brain has been injured right. by their experiences. Your brain chemistry gets all screwed up if you've been in a high-stress situation for three years in a row, uh, being afraid of dying, you know, or killing people. You know, it just I, there's just no way that wouldn't be like a knee that you've <laughs> been, you know, hit a bunch of times. Oh, how does sports work? I don't know. I, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I don't know. There's a What's ball, the and then you have knee? to move it to some knee ball. <laughs> where you can only use your knees. It's not very popular. You can either be on your knees or use your knees to hit the 
The knee ball. <laughs> knee ball. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like that because when you use your brain, your brain's like your knee. Sometimes you have bad knees. So did you did you did you connect with anyone? Or did you, did you talk to a lot of uh, oh, yeah. a lot of PTSD? Yeah, or not? No, not really. Because I don't. I don't really have. My dad was in the military. He was in the navy, and so I feel like, or just feel some affinity of like. Just like I wouldn't have wanted my dad. My dad wasn't in combat or anything, you know, but like you just go, so you just abandon these people? And obviously there aren't enough resources, but there's enough resources for the actual war. (laughs) Right. You know, like if you can't pay to take care of those people. And also there's, I think the military does do a lot for suicide prevention. Like my friend Jackie Cation went over there um, to uh, Iraq and and she said there was tons of things like how to prevent suicide over there because it is such a big thing. But I think there's still such a heavy stigma, no matter how many posters you put up, like you're not going to go tell your superior, hey, I'm kind of freaking out right now because you need the money. You also like it's on your permanent record. It's also embarrassing. I mean, I'm a comedian and I was ashamed you mm-hmm. know i was ashamed to need uh help you know and it's like that's ridiculous you know <laughs> like, <laughs> the comedians are you know we're supposed to be known for you know whatever needing some uh extra help or something but know, i th- I, th- I just think it's true. important for people to i think it's important for i it's hard it's important for people to to not have the pride issue and to to reach out and to not listen to, I mean, I, I'm sure it's hard when other folks who don't have, I mean, I've talked about this a little bit before. It's very difficult to explain anxiety to someone yeah. and I'm and impossible, I'm sure, to explain mental illness to someone because if some, if, if other people haven't experienced it, it's, it's sort of like, I assume it's like what you said where they just go, come on, aren't you really? Cheer up, have an ice cream. And you're like, no, Which it's not. I have as well. You know, like, it, I, I'm irritated by people who are depressed. You know, I'm just like. May I have your attention, please? Oh. May I have your attention, please? Okay. Yes. We'll be conducting a test of the life safety system <gasps> in this area. Oh, my God. We're going to be part of a test. That's so May I have your attention? Oh. We got it. <laughs> we'll be conducting a test, test of the life safety, of life system. safety, of the life safety system in the building. Okay. I hope so. Mm-hmm. All right, this part is not a test. We had to do the test part. You're all in horrible danger. <laughs> Gas leak, so on, so forth. Fire. It's all fine. You know what's important now is some... Um, Maria, things, what yeah. if I just pretend like I didn't hear that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you pretend like you didn't hear that. I'm like, Maria, the life test. And you're like, uh, what life? What? Yes, oh. it's all a life test, Chris. Yeah, it sure is. And, you know, we're all just trying to keep safe. We're all just trying to... No, Maria, there's a life test. Do you see the blinking light above me? us? Oh, is that supposed to alert us of something? Oh, my God. <laughs> Skrillex. Everyone gather what's in the happening courtyard. Right. Do people ask for ecstasy that way? I don't know how they do it. <laughs> Feels like we're in a fucking the worst rave. If an office is like, look, it's casual Friday. We're going to have a rave. We're going to activate the life alert system and then we're going to dance. This is an interesting alert system. You know, just that if there was an emergency, 
I don't know if I would take that much notice of it. Yeah, I don't know. I would just be like, it's the test. Yeah, it's the test. Or But there's a man running by on fire, like the cover of the Pink Floyd album. I know. Oh. He's testing us to make sure. Well, and that does segue a little bit back into what we're talking about in terms yeah. of, you know, people don't want to... S- we don't perceive danger until it's right in front of, you know, like... Like, people drive with their cell phones because they go, oh, I haven't had the experience of crashing at yes. 60 miles per hour while talking on my cell phone, so it won't happen. And that's the same thing, I think, with mental illness. Like, if somebody goes, I'm fine, I'm fine, or or they go, oh, I've been able to suck it up before, uh, I think I'll do the, you know, I've been having some weird thoughts, and uh, yeah, I'm kind of checking out my guns a lot more, but yeah. I, no, I'll be fine about around 2 a.m. this morning, I'll be fine. <laughs> well, I guess it's also the same as some people... Some people wait until it's too late. Yeah, yeah. But then other people, I, so I tend to fall more on the side of like, this is a test of the Nerdist broadcast system. The broadcast in your area is collected with the FCC. It does make me feel s- sort of safe. <laughs> that siren's going to protect us, right? Yeah. Um, I, I would fall more on the hypochondriac side of it sometimes where I'm like, oh, I should probably go to, you know, and I don't, I don't ever, like, here's, here's a great example of complete irrational behavior is that my girlfriend uh, and I were visiting my dad in Las Vegas and I, we're standing outside waiting to go into this restaurant and a, bu- and a, an insect, some type of insect, I didn't see it, huh? but all of a sudden I just felt a chomp on my arm and I looked down and I just see this kind of greenish insect and I flicked it off out of response and then this there was just a little piece of skin missing and it just like swelled up. Like just, it just got puffy. And I was like, I'm poisoned. This must be poison because your skin shouldn't swell up and that's poison. And I probably should go. And you know, Chloe was like, you're fine. It was probably just a, and I go, but it didn't, wasn't like a mosquito because it was green grasshoppers chomp on. There could have been a grasshopper. I don't know what it was. I don't know. Should I find it? You know? And I just immediately went to the place of like, so, and she would be like, you just got bitten by a bug. You're fine. And I would go, no, you're right. I'm fine. And then there'd be silence and we'd be eating. And I go, at what point do you think an emergency room visit it should, is in the future, you know? Right, right. And then, so I feel like sometimes I'm more on the too preventative Right, right, that you can be, t- and and I totally get that, too, because, like, I, I mean, again, living in Los Angeles, we're all, there's lots of highly sensitive people, around, you know, saying, you know, I've got to have this special food at this time, you know, crushed, but hot, but cold, <laughs> right? but what I want, but not what I want. Right. Okay, thanks. <laughs> and so there's that self-obsession part of it which i i don't uh, yeah i'm not i don't want to be like that uh so yeah and i think you're right that if you haven't been through through it that it is difficult to just like anything you know it's like i don't know what it's like to i don't know what it's like to be married i don't know what it's like uh to whatever yet have uh, have had breast cancer or whatever which i i can i can only imagine how horrible those we but i can only imagine so right. i i i don't i probably don't respect it as much cuz i go what do you get your breast taken off or whatever what was that two days in the hospital or something you know you know right. like if you haven't experienced it it doesn't become as i, mean, I don't feel that way about breast cancer no of course way, you're, yeah, i think people understand I what you what the point the point you're trying to make i think yeah. they know <laughs> i think I, it's just it's just to make the point of it's 
it's very difficult for people to be they I think they might be able to sympathize, but it's difficult for them to empathize right. because if you haven't gone through something, how can you know? I mean, just hearing you describe the sort of the you know the the sort of the, all the stuff crumbling and not being able to I mean, it's it's amazing that you were able to hold it together enough to go get on a plane, go home, go to a hospital, right, right. and and not just like run into the ocean, right? You know? Right, just run. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what's going off. That's what you need to have an alarm when you're not in feeling. Your life, yeah, when you're not feeling good. a life alarm. But there is. I mean, I, I know it would be. I'm sure if you interviewed my. Friends or family, which I'm it's sure mocking do us not now. Read. Yeah, exactly. This very serious topic that they would. I bet I'm an irritating person. You know what I'm saying? I am one of those highly sensitive people who's just like you're. Like, oh my god, stop feeling every feeling so much. You know, so there is some element of where I go. Oh, I don't want to be. Yeah, where I go. Like I, I don't think my sister doesn't have these kind of experiences. She's just like. Come on, you know, right. like get in the car. Oh, we have yeah, reservations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so and and how much of that is brain chemistry? How much of it is a chosen personality? You know, where I'm a curmudgeon. I don't know. Um, I would hope to. I would hope to think that I'm a I'm a bright, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed giraffe <laughs> with a happy smile. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh. But yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, I can see both sides of it because I've had friends who are depressed or have mental illness, and I'm just like, oh my god, like because it's such it is a pain in the ass. <laughs> like it is, it's a pain in the ass. Because uh, you just want to feel okay, and yeah, you just yeah. and there there's a constant. And they're acting weird, like they're <laughs> acting and they're bumming you out. You know, it's like it's like. Well, you know what? The other side of it too yeah. is that some people I think are so sensitive to absorbing what other people are feeling in a very selfish way that I think there's a certain defensiveness that happens because they don't want to take it on. Right. May I have your attention, please? This is... Oh, it concludes it. I've got to... I can't help but think that someone gave a better audition for this job (laughs) than that guy. I mean, I do a lot of voiceover work, and and so do you. And that guy was not... Selling it at all. Well, maybe it was, but that was the sell, was that it was so real person every day. Oh. Like, he's he's so not voiceover talent that have, that's uh, what they're looking for. I like to come in with a little cinema verite approach yeah. to life, life alarm <laughs> system. Because I could come in and give this big performance like, uh, this concludes the test <laughs> of the life alarm system scene. But... I feel like that's not what I'm about. No. Well, Chris, you know, there's no reason you can't put your resume in. <laughs> you know? But How, we all get our gifts. I think you should audition. What, yeah. what would your take on the life alarm system be? Um. <laughs> I do like the Muppets. I'm animal. And, <laughs> and then, and then. Then you wouldn't even need to know what it meant. That's awesome. Oh, I think there's a life alarm system, but it's just... Oh, wait. (laughs) It's just a test. (laughs) Oh, no, wait. That is not a test. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, welcome to yeah. the life alarm system. <laughs> you have uh, three minutes to exit the building. Yay! Um, but uh, uh, I was saying I, that I think sometimes really hypersensitive people are maybe maybe seem that, like they're not sympathetic because they're defensive because it's difficult. I find that I'm that way sometimes. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, I, the, and the, the the worst person I'm I'm that way with is my mom. Where if she gets upset about something, sometimes I get mad at her. Right. Because right. 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 Because the the thought, and it's again, it's very selfish, but the thought of taking on what I actually want to feel, which is like I need to ex- I need to absorb this experience for you, right, right, is so painful, right, that my reaction is just like, wall, I can't feel that because it's too much. It's and it's bringing you down, or it's frightening. I find it it is frightening. Like I had a, I had a friend who was in a manic episode and. Like, you know, and I was fr- frightened. I was just like, you know, like she was just totally acting bazooka and, and uh, I mean, not totally bazooka, but just, you know, the edge, edginess of bazooka. And, um, and it's fright, it is frightening. So, um, yeah, I had a friend who, uh, who his mom got suicidally depressed and had to go into the hospital and you know they were watching her all the time that she wouldn't whatever do something and he was super angry people get really angry and yeah maybe it is like taking it personally like i mean like when somebody's it's like when somebody's drinking or whatever and you go why can't you get better for me you know why isn't this enough for you to get better and it and it isn't it isn't um, well, it's hard because we think, well, in today's modern society, we have the tools to fix anything. What's yeah. the problem? Yeah. It's so simple. It's so simple. Why don't you just stop eating, America? <laughs> it's easy. Portion sizes, right? That's what they keep telling us on the back of the bus. Just do it. Do, do you have, have you seen those LA portion sizes things? No, I don't think I see that. The most adults only need 2,000 calories a day, and then it has a picture of a giant plate of eggs and pancakes and sausages, and then a more reasonable plate of uh, eggs and 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 sausage. sausage. And it says portion size counts. Um, see, I only see on the back of the bus, back yeah. of the bus, uh, dos, 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 But I, there was only one time, I've never, you know, even with, I mean, I think I have pretty uh, manageable, like, anxiety and, and not a ton of depression. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I do, I do get negative sometimes. But there was one time where I actually... I don't know if it was suicidal, but years ago, my back had gone out and they gave me Vicodin. Right. And so I took a Vicodin one night and it didn't, it was just weird. And then, um, it didn't really work. And so the next day I had a, I had like a Valium or something to try to relax them because the muscles were so, and, um, not a good idea. Uh, I, at three o'clock in the morning, I all of a sudden had this weird, and I don't know if it was. I feel like it had to be connected residual medication, and you know, that's why it's not a good idea to mix medications without someone who is maybe a physician. Um, I had this weird, almost uncontrollable urge to just go jump off the balcony, where I was like, I don't think I can stop myself, like oh my breathe and, and and talk myself out of it. And it was not not feeling like you're in control of your own brain is it's it's probably my biggest phobia. Yeah, it's. It's it's weird, yeah, because I like, I mean, I like 
that's so, yeah, I'm very proud of that or something. And how did you manage? How did you navigate those waters? Uh, I just, I just felt you know, I, I kind of avoided doing shows or being around people because I was just like, I try to, I try to talk with. Uh, I was going to an outpatient treatment program, so I'd go every day to this outpatient treatment program, and 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 once I'd been in the hospital, if you t- you know got stabilized, then and they give you meds, so it's like it wasn't me making decisions on sure. what meds to give myself. Maybe I should take it now. Hey, <laughs> right. doctor, uh, Dr. Bamford. Uh, so that's another good thing about the hospital. Because, I mean, a lot of people, isn't, isn't that, that's like a high rate of death is from prescription dr- drug. Well, problem, it's. Because people make their own decisions. They make their own decisions. And I think they don't realize, you know, I think they see like, oh, prescription bottle. It's safe. It's not like, and you're like, no, no, it's drug. <laughs> yes, I know they're legal. Yeah. But um, I remember after um, after Michael Jackson died. Oh, yeah, totally. Doctor, yeah. I, was, I was talking to Dr. Drew. He was doing Attack of the Show or something. And I was here and we were talking and he was like, you know. I've been I've been saying for years that this this um, this sort of prescription drug cocktailing that people are doing, it's a bubble and it's going to burst and people more people are going to die because yeah. they you know and and even um you know even if I've had to like <laughs> one day I looked up oh I took an Advil in the morning and that didn't really help my neck that was fucked up can I take a Tylenol in the afternoon right. and then you see all these drug interaction websites and people are like I took four Xanax yeah. and then I took. <laughs> A Valium, but I'm also on this other, and they're like, they're trying to basically like a stereo equalizer, but with drugs. Yeah. And it's like, how are you fucking people alive? No, it's terrifying. I mean, that is terrifying. There's a. Don't mix drugs. Don't mix your prescription drugs. Well, and I think, I mean, at least for me, it felt like, because I was still sick, so I just wanted to feel better. So it was like, I just. When did that happen? Wanted to feel better. Well, it was, uh, I guess, like, kind of like November. Of last year. How long at this point had it been? It's like, it's been like, it's been like a year since I've been feeling better. Yeah. So maybe it is. Yeah. It's been like a year since I've been feeling better. But when did you start feeling better in the process? Was it sort of, was it gradual or one day were you like, oh, I'm, I'm me again for a minute? It's been so slowly gradual. Like it's been excruciatingly painful. Like I, I kept thinking I've only really started to feel more like myself, like probably like the last three months. Like I was feeling like, oh, I can work more. And, and part of it is getting the meds, you know, because it takes a while for your body to get used to them. And then I was super sleepy like mm-hmm. a lot. And 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 also, you know, I was really I, – I, I got afraid of kind of going off the rails again. So sure. I think – at first, I think I was a little over-medicated, you know, because I was a little bit scared of, like, not being able to sleep and kind of having a lot of great ideas. So, but now I'm, yeah, I'm feeling totally like myself. Good. And, uh, yeah, it's been, like, three months. And it's so, I mean, that's what people, I think people say a lot about when you go through something is just how much you appreciate, like, oh, my God, I, I was, this is exquisite, Breathing in and out is delightful. Yeah, <laughs> just feel just being yeah. able to exist in a state where you feel balanced and safe, and you yeah. know, it's so funny when you're, you know, when you're. And again, I, I mean, I can't. I pl- please, I hope you don't think that I'm trying to equate the, you know, the my minor bouts of anxiety no. with what you went through, but just those times thing. where you go, this is never going to end. Yeah, it's the same thing. And it's then the later thing. on, and you're like. Oh, I don't know. You got me again, anxiety. <laughs> yes. I thought I should know. 
<laughs> well, every time, before I go do shows, every time I do shows, like I go, I don't know, I just don't know. And every, like now it's been 20 years of doing shows. It's like, well, the worst thing that can happen has happened. I've been booed off stage. You know, I've been, you know, it's like, that's happened. So why, why am I putting myself through this rigmarole? But seems to uh, it seems to my brain seems to like the process do you get nervous for shows um not i mean well the, yeah a little bit i guess it depends on what the show is yeah and, yeah yeah um I, I wasn't really nervous about the special because I, I guess i just sort of felt like well this is it you know yeah, like yeah. i don't i can't do anymore yeah yeah I'm, I'm a little nervous you know sometimes i get nervous at like the chinese restaurant shows because i feel a little sense of there's that gorilla nature to it of I don't I don't know the environment I don't know how this is gonna go and I'm trying well, yeah. new material like I get nervous in a fun way where it's like a little nervousy excitement like <gasps> you know but it's not it's not it's not really that bad yeah I like I mean I like open mics because everybody's super excited you know like sure. to try the new bits and it's a nice it's a nice vibe but then of course there is the element of sitting around um, which sometimes I try to get around <laughs> you've put in the time i yeah, think it's yeah, okay yeah, at this okay. point you're not uh, you're not trying to dane cook anyone yeah, at the yeah, open yeah, mic yeah. like it is maria time i want to do an hour yeah yeah i mean i don't i i don't want to do that but i can see that th that would be great you know to feel like i'm just gonna cruise over to the cotton store and do like you know work on my, my stuff but my act isn't really like like i don't benefit from uh I don't. I guess I'm not. I, I mean, they're not talented enough, not famous enough. Anyways, it was number one of those things. Stop it. But but that, yeah. I don't. I don't think that would serve me <laughs> to show up at the Laugh Factory and say, "Can I do? A, you know, just do a quick set. You know, just, just walk up there, and work it. some shit out. Yeah. Like, uh, I think it. Uh, it would be. It would be like playing Russian roulette. Do you think this? Do you think your next special <laughs> is going to be about this experience? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what it is. It, it, is, or it has like a the, the current uh, one, or yeah, or the current one. The current one has, has this. Has all the yeah has a lot of the material in it. That's so fast. I mean, the idea of it. Just to step back for a second and think about the special that you did about mental illness to your parents. Yes. In your house. In my is, yeah. That is a show that people can watch. That's that's amazing. It really hope, is amazing. I hope it's I hope it's good. I mean, I watch. It's hard for me to tell if it's good or not. Uh, but it's it seems because uh, <laughs> your audience was two people yeah, who yeah, were your yeah. parents. Well, but you, I mean, listen. I I, I don't know. You know, I, I mean, I I would watch you do, do any. I would watch you read out of a phone book. You know, like I I don't. I think. Yeah. Whatever it is. Now I'm so ex – now all I can think of is going home and – you can download it now? Yeah. What, can I can download it now like when I get no, home? No, no, no. You download it on uh, the 28th. Wednesday the 28th. It will be available on chill.com. Okay. Chill.com. C-H-I-L-L.com. It's a good domain. Yeah. Try to park great. that motherfucker. Yeah. And um, yeah, so, and it's uh, $4.99. $4 and uh, it uh, the keyboard player is Wayne Federman. The opening uh, act is Jackie Cation. My Love both of those are people. Marilyn and Joel Bamford, currently re residing on Little Lake Pequam, Minnesota. Any bulldogs in the uh, special? Uh, there are. Uh, they're pugs. I'm pugs. There's, there's, ah, uh, fuck! I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's they. It's it's okay. It's not racist. They're. they're <laughs> pugs are Ewoks to bulldogs Wookies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
How about that? Pugs, uh, one pug and one chihuahua pug. Uh, Blueberry is the new chihuahua pug who uh, Blossom passed away. I know. I'm sorry about Blossom. But um, and she was not in the specials much because she she likes to run around, and I thought. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I don't want her to feel like she. So was management going to take care of this? We're yeah, shooting yeah. a special. <laughs> yeah. What? Blueberry, please sit down. Who's this? Come on. Um, yeah. So I don't come to your place of business and piss all over your. Oh, you're oh, pissing on the floor. Sorry. Shit, this is my floor. <laughs> I didn't let you out. No. Mom. Um, no, Bert's Bert's in it, and um, and he's an old hand. You know, he's been in a few videos. We tried to shoot a cop series, where he was the uh, he was the grizzled veteran, and then I was the upstart, <laughs> and uh, we we're riding around in a cop car together. Um, well, I hope you know, and I, and I hope you don't feel that. <laughs> I hope you don't feel that I'm taking any of this lightly, but I, but no, I'm. No, no, I'm, no it's, hol- it's but, also hilarious. But I also feel like you're here and you're and you're safe and you and you and yeah. and, and and you know. I, I feel like that so often with this kind of thing. It is very serious, but it's like sort of like talking about anxiety. Like it doesn't always have to be like, this is the worst thing. I mean, like obviously it's a terrible thing, but I think being able to talk about it openly and comfortably is therapeutic and good for people to see like this is just a thing that happens. And sometimes you just got to have a conversation about it and talk about it. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't want to be sad all the time. Like, cause like it was really funny. The, um. I got a ride every day to the um, outpatient program um, in a giant old bright purple van that mm-hmm. was owned by the hospital, unmarked, but just bright purple. <laughs> and then it was, you know, filled with uh, various uh, clientele. Uh, a, mi- a mystery and I, machine. And I got, I, yeah, and I got, the, I, got a, I got a ride, you know, just because it, it just seemed like better because I was taking so many weird drugs. And I was like, I'll just get a ride. But it was just such a humbly experience, like... The van's here for you, and uh, get on in. But the best part, like, one of my best memories is, like, I texted my friends, purple van in five minutes, and we, the purple van went by their store, and they came out and, like, waved at me. Oh, <laughs> that's so van. sweet. It was so sweet. Oh. And I had some friends who came to visit me every single day, which is fucking hardcore, like, because it was, it was a dire place, and they came to visit me. You know, we have, like, it's ridiculous, you know, just, like, it's it's hilarious as well, you know. Just uh, experiences like like that, or uh, yeah, and because yeah, because it's it is sort of frightening, and uh, but it was, but it, it's very funny. It's very funny. Well, I think it's important. I think it's important for you in to retrospect. In retrospect, funny. not at the time. <laughs> yeah, at the time. But I think it's I think it's important for you to I think it's important for you to be open about it and talk about it because a lot of people, certainly a lot of people listen to this podcast, love you and look up to you, and and to have you come on and show that, you know, not only are you okay, but, but that it is something that people shouldn't be ashamed of. And the fact that you're able to make some comedy about it, which is, I feel like a comics way of, you know, like bitch slapping at a situation and showing like, I have triumphed over you, you know, it's right. important. I feel yeah, it's important yeah, no, for people to hear. It and, can um, they tweet? They can tweet at you. Oh, totally tweet at me. Are you are you at uh, are you are you Maria Bamford on Twitter or Maria Bamfu? Maria Bamfu. Yeah. Uh, there's already Maria Bamford and um, but and there's so many comics who have been open about it. Uh, Jonathan Winters in the 50s and 60s, he was in and out of the psych ward and and um, 
and talked about it openly on, you know, the talk shows of that day. Dick Cavett. Have you been on the been open? That's revolutionary back then to yeah. talk about it. Oh, my it, but. God. I mean, they would just hand out. They just what he said. I, I got to talk to him and he said they they just had a giant jar of uh, Valium. Like it was just like that was the only oh, you just fuck. ran its course and we're in there for months. That's like fucking that's. That's barely not bloodletting. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It's, it is just like bloodletting. <laughs> um, is it uh, Paul Gilmartin? Have you done the mental illness happy hour? I'm yet? gonna do it uh, oh, tomorrow. Good. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Paul's great. Yeah, and I just think it's only gonna get better, like the the science and stuff like that, because you know, there's people and yeah, I think about back in the day. You know, you just there wasn't help or wasn't. Uh, uh, the medications weren't as uh, uh, specific. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, I'm totally. I was. I, I. I am anti-medication on a lot of levels. It's like, oh, I totally exercise. I eat right. You know, I'm like, try to. I go to a Jillian support groups. You know, I'm. I'm doing everything on all level. Like it's not just. I'm very happy in my career, and 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 that still happened. Like it wasn't like, hey. You know, hey, you with your poor attitude. You know, it was right. like, no, it, it, yeah, it's just uh, sometimes that happens. Um, anyways, but yeah, go for go for help. It's so fun, <laughs> and um, and then you know you can have an experience and 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 it helps me to talk about it to be willing that if it happened again that I'd be willing to go get help because there's kind of like at least I, my I love. You know, the American story of like, and then they triumphed and never again would they enter the, you know, like walking away. And at least, I mean, not to also say, you know, negative thinking, but just to say that uh, it's okay to get help more than once. (laughs) Right. (laughs) One time. Well, that's what I totally felt like. I felt like. I, because I had been, had depression and stuff as a kid and gotten a ton of therapy and I was like, come on, Maria, you know, you've gotten enough help and it's like, well, uh, apparently I still, you know, and they always do those related with physical illness, like people with diabetes, they don't just stop needing insulin. Sure. Nothing is like diabetes, it turns out. Only diabetes, just diabetes is, is like just diabetes. like diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, like but, diabetes. No, it is not. But it's, but it's hard because, you know, <laughs> so much of our experiences are, are thought-based and it's easy to forget. Like, no, well, those are chemical expressions of the, our, the way we process that, you know, like it's. They're just as medical as, you know. Yeah, yeah. That it would, you know, that it would just be like your tummy or. Or cancer. I mean, and your then there's some tummy. people who believe, yeah, your your brain tummy. <laughs> there's some people who believe that that's your fault too, that you're responsible. Like there's the Louise Hay uh, spirituality sort of thing, which is like, you know, oh, if your feet hurt, maybe you're not standing on your own two feet. You know, like oh, right, trying to make those connections. So like you have cancer, maybe it's because you haven't been expressing your cancerous feelings towards something, which I. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I can, I see the side of that where there is some sort of positive psychology, but then at some level, uh, boy, that leaves people high and dry. <laughs> like, yeah. And you're going to go off your AIDS medication because you believe that, you know, it was just the reason that you're diagnosed with uh, 
age or HIV is because, you know, it was just some issue you had with your father. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I feel like that's hopefully the alarming minority of people One would hope b- so, b- but believe those things. But it's really hard now because, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm so torn about it because because the pharmaceutical industry is so massive and it makes yeah. so much money. And then you go, look, OK, I know that. In, in, you know, in, in some cases, it's just hard to know you when know, it's okay. When, when it's because okay and when it's, it's like, not. Wait, yeah. is it really okay to be taking this or are you getting a, is this a, is this a pharmaceutical company thing? And now I'm just on a bunch of medication that I have to be on for the rest of my, I don't know. You know, like that part of it seems like difficult waters to navigate. So how did, was there a specific? No, I mean, that was terrifying too. Like, cause I was going to, I had a couple different psychiatrists, like one in the hospital and one out of the hospital. And both of them were saying different things. And I mean... That's the terrifying part of it, too, is that, it, I mean, my dad's a physician. It's like, he doesn't know, you know, like, it's all like science. Like, you cannot, what is the science of proving you can't prove something? Is it experimentation? I don't know, there's something, like, my dad, whenever I ask him a question, like, so does that work for, you know, rosacea? Well, I mean, sometimes. <laughs> you don't like, it's just right. <clears throat> very frustrating answers that it works for some people sometimes and they're just doing their best to but you know hopefully you get uh i mean what i find was important with a physician is just somebody who i felt like at least listened to my perspective you Mm -hmm. know like when you know even if i sounded cray cray you know was like okay it sounds like you know you're not able to think or you know was take my concerns somewhat seriously i mean i, I get it if you're talking to people who are out of their gourd all day it's like mhm right. mhm but <laughs> but also that's i mean that's part of the that's part of the job too i had one doctor who's really great he just said or, or and they i heard that that it's um Atul Gawande, he's the medical writer for the New Yorker sometimes. He writes about how listening is half of medicine, of listening to the patient and that you really need to, that that's healing in itself. Right. And um, and I found that to be true, that that when the doctor was, you know, heard my experience and my concerns of um, that that was super helpful. Like, I, I did get irritated <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was like, so I talk for a living, but you didn't. Ta- I mean, and the main side effect for this is maybe difficulty speaking. And no one and you bothered giving me a heads up. And you know, it's a job. You know, she she didn't. Um, she just didn't think think about it. Yeah. You know, and and so and I also wanted to go on it. Like I was like, okay, yeah, well, does that work? That's good. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, it is hard to know because I know it seems <clears throat> some people would do better without meds. Like they, you know, Hey, why don't you, uh, live in a nicer place or clean your room and, uh, get some friends and, and that will lift your mood, you know? Um, I mean, I think those things are just as important. Um, but if a person is, is trying to to do that or, or, or can't like, can't like they're, uh, stopping able to function. Then I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> what? I'm, 
just a, comedian. a headlining comedian <laughs> who works in some cities. Are you performing anywhere yes. before before we? Uh, Claremont Flappers this weekend. Oh, good, good, good. And uh, that'll and be at uh, Minneapolis at Wits. What's the name of your special? It's called the Special Special Special. <laughs> November twenty eighth. November twenty eighth at chill.com. Chill.com. Yeah, DL it. I am so happy that you were here, and yeah. and actually, you know, I know Matt and Jonah couldn't be here, but it was really nice to talk to you one on one, and yeah. and, I, and I hope that I hope that people really listen and and can you know help and benefit in their yeah. own well, what you went through. I know I've learned something, and that's that I won't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much to say. You know what you need, Maria? <laughs> hugs. I'm gonna come hug you. I love. And everything's hugs. gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your burrito, everyone. <laughs> At Maria Bamfu on Twitter. Yes. Uh, give her some hugs. Yes. 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 Are we done now, Chris? Can I have a biscuit? That's Cox's life flirt. Tess. <laughs> I'm just keeping real, yo. Tess. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you. Like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail, or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand Drunk Elephant was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show, How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies and brands to learn the real stories of how they built them. In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity, a how-to guide for navigating life's challenges from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.